Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Mosaic, designed by Glenn Drover of Railways of the World, uh, Age of Empires 3, and Raccoon Tycoon. The artists are Annie Steg Gerard of Raccoon Tycoon and Lizard Wizard. Jared Blando of 1830 Railways and Rubber Barons, Steam and Cloudspire. Gregors Pedrix of Dinogenics. Jessica Riola, Hendrik Noek of Glenmore 2, Erica Rossi. And it was published in 2022 by Forbidden Games. In Mosaic, you will guide an ancient civilization from its founding. Your decisions will determine whether it will thrive and be remembered as the greatest civilization in history or falter and be lost to the sands of time. Which leader will guide you? Which technologies and advantages will your civilization research? Where will you found your starting city? Will you focus on expansion or productivity? Will your people be great builders or great thinkers? Will your Will you build soaring wonders or trade networks? Will you found new cities and towns or recruit powerful armies to create an empire? Will your people praise you during the golden age or curse you for your oppressive taxes? Each decision that you make is another shining stone in your civilization's unique mosaic. The mechanics are action cue, area majority influence, hand management, open drafting, and tags. Uh, and I failed in my usual, which is whenever we hit a new... Uh... Mechanic, I usually look it up. I assume we're going to be playing tag or freeze tag or zombie tag as argued <laughs> by a bunch of kids at the park yesterday. <laughs> Wait, what's what's zombie tag? Did, there was no explanation. He just kept screaming zombie tag at the other kids as they looked at him like he was insane. Uh, and the box art. <laughs> I can't see it. Um, okay. Um Oh, this is uh, different than some of our recent uh, covers. So yeah, there's just a, a scene of like ancient civilization. Yeah, the um, the title itself is in like the mosaic style, so like the mosaic tiling. Um, and there's a pyramid in the background. Yeah, it's kind of a realistic like art style as opposed to like the cartoon and animation types that we've had recently. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think what's interesting is so the Annie Steg art that we're used to with um, Raccoon Tycoon, kind of that yeah whimsical animals and type stuff. Uh, this is the only part that Annie Steg actually like art that she contributed. All she did was the box cover. So this is a far cry different than the art from Raccoon Tycoon or Lizard Wizard. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. Based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf? Uh, I mean, I would. I'm just I'm a big fan of her artwork. I, I don't know. I mean, I would pick it up if I knew that she had done the art. Uh, it does look very different. So it's not something that you would immediately recognize as some of her works. Um, the whole civilization game, I don't know that we're necessarily always big fans of. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. Have we played a big Civ game? I don't think we've played small or at least I have. So like I've played smaller civilization type games, like um, technically small world, like you're trying to have different civilizations as, and as some die out, others like come up. So, but that's like very small scale. 
but I don't know if we've ever played anything like large scale civilization type. I was thinking, what was that one with the, where you had like the literature, the innovations. Innovation. Yes. Yes. Innovation, which I guess technically was a civilization game, but not, I don't think like this. Kate, what you picking up? Pick it up. Um, maybe I think the um, I think the cover is pretty attractive, and um, I'm kind of interested by it. But yeah, I don't know if the the description and the mechanics would get me. Um, just sort of this, like, I guess, building a civilization and expanding it. That doesn't sound like something that I'm normally attracted to. But I, I'd probably give it a try because I give everything a try. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think we could find Would some you? games you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Would you pick it up? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, we've liked some of Forbidden Games before, obviously, with Raccoon Tycoon. Um, the art is good, but I don't know that it makes me want to want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Civilization, so I, I mean, I was a big fan of the Civilization video game, but it always feels like a struggle to turn that into a board game because it's so much that either your board game is going to be Twilight Imperium and take 12 hours and have a billion things <laughs> to do, or it's just not going to capture it, I guess. I'm, I would say maybe, but I'm going to lean towards yes, just to give it a binary yes or no. Um, I think, you know, kind of the same thing that BP said with, you know, we like the artist, but knowing that she only did the one cover, I'm not sure like if that would cause me to pick it up. I kind of agree with Kate. I'm not sure if the mechanics and the gameplay, and I've had this impression, like not looking a whole lot into it. I've had this impression that, you know, kind of like what Eric's talking about, like it's a civilization game, so it's got to last eight hours because how can you possibly play a civilization game in less time than that? Um, but the forbidden games that we've played, I have enjoyed. So Raccoon Tycoon, um, Adventure, Pirates. Um, those were I'm, all. I also played Railroad Rivals. That was was pretty good. Yeah. So like, you know, we, we've enjoyed those games. So I think I would lean more towards yes, but still kind of on the fence-ish, I guess. All right. Uh, so how do you think it's played? Um, okay. So we have cards, obviously, because um, hand management and open drafting. I'm at least assuming. I mean, it would be cool if they were actually just stone tiles and you were making a, a mosaic of your civilization. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I is like going to be idea. this game. No. <laughs> See, that's that's what I was going to say, that that's what I would pull off the shelf. Like looking at the mosaic title on the box cover, I would mm-hmm. enjoy a game where I'm actually like tiling a ancient bath and making mm-hmm. a mosaic. Right? Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we've, yeah. we've, got a, we've, we've got to demo our bathroom soon, so maybe a mosaic <laughs> is something we do. There you go. <laughs> okay. So we are mosaicing a bathroom in okay. ancient Egypt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I assume, okay, so our hand is stones, mm-hmm, and we're drafting mm-hmm. stones to make our mosaic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And whoever gets that opulent tag one wins. Ooh, action cue. What if we are all tiling the same bathroom, but we mm. all have conflicting art styles? Mm. And so oh, there's a we cue. Will we, have have to... confli- we will have conflicting art styles. But we have art. to have a cue. So it's like, I'm going to place a stone, and then Kate's going to place a stone. And I'll be like, oh, God, that is the wrong stone. Mm-hmm. So it's can, like can, we just, can, we just, can we yeah. just quit and play the quorum now? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Kiwi will just get very passive aggressive about everything that I do. It's the ancient civilization. And then the majority is obviously whoever has the most of their mosaic in the bathroom Mm -hmm. is the winner. Yeah. All right. I think we nailed this one, Kiwi. I think this is our closest ever. (laughs) All right. Uh, So the history of uh, bathroom renovations. Yeah. Um, Well, so uh, based on the title, obviously, I went with mosaics. which are, as we've already described, right, a pretty actual ancient uh, art form using usually small pebbles or stones that have been cut into various shapes to be able to put together, create images, which if you think about it, I mean, it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle, but I feel like much prettier. Ooh, did I just say it like that? Um, I mean, some of these, right, mosaics are like humongous, right? Like the apps of churches, right? The naves of churches. Um, Roman baths were not our small individual, right? Uh, Baths that we use today. And yes, the floors would be lined from them. Some of the earliest mosaics too are from a very ancient civilizations uh, around 3000, easily from 1500 uh, BCE um, forward. Uh, The Renaissance kind of uh, poo-pooed away from it a little bit, but you see especially Eastern um, traditions, Eastern Mediterranean traditions continue with the mosaic styles. So some of like the early famous ones are going to be the Mycenaean cultures in uh, modern day Crete, the island of Crete. Um, And then uh, continuing on with ancient Greece and Rome. I mean, Romans pretty much copied most of Greek art anyway. Uh, The Byzantine Empire, uh, which was basically the Eastern Roman Empire, would maintain uh, very many mosaics. Some of the most famous, I remember uh, just off the top of my head, are these ones in a church in Ravenna, which is in the Italian peninsula, but was part of uh, the Byzantine Empire for a bit under the Emperor Justinian. And there's Uh, these really great mosaics of uh, himself and some priests along with uh, the Empress Theodora donating to the church. Um, One of the fifth century churches in Italy as well. uh, I always butcher the name Santa Maggiore Maggiore, um, has a huge apse right uh, covered in these mosaics and they can just be Some of them were just very complex, right? Showing individual peoples, uh, their faces, right? Scenes. Um, There's a famous mosaic of Alexander the Great and his battle at Isis against uh, Darius III uh, and kind of conquering that. Uh, Then you can get into some of the more geometric shapes as when uh, with the rise of Islamic art, since in traditional Islamic art, you don't uh, capture the images of living uh, things. And so there's usually much more uh, geometric shapes involved. 
Pompeii has a lot of some of the best remains uh, for some of the more ancient aspects, uh, obviously because of the volcano and its ashes. So I'm really excited. I'm I'm thinking that we are going to get here. We are going to have like golds and blues and reds and greens. And we're just going to, yeah, the bottom of our back is going to be just this vibrant story of a civilization and its rise. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, we are each a leader of our own civilization trying to survive. The game will last a series of rounds where we will try to spread our influence and improve our civilizations. Players will earn points at certain points during the game for having the most influence in the different regions. And when the game ends, the players will earn points from the cities, towns, and wonders they've built, achievements, projects, and technology developed, as well as losing points if they have any unrest. The player with the most points is the winner. The first player is chosen amongst the players. Uh, perhaps the last to read a book about an ancient civilization, the last to visit an ancient marvel, the last to visit the area of an ancient civilization. Those were just the ones that I thought of. I Has anybody? Stonehenge. Yeah, but I went to like an ancient tower. Oh, yeah, you were in Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan's really winning you a lot of first yeah, players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Kate gets I was going to say Native Americans also had mosaics. Uh, okay, <laughs> so starting with the first player, players will take turns conducting one of eight different actions. Once they've completed the action, the player, the play goes to the next player, and the actions are uh, work. You can produce one of the three non-money currencies, which are ideas, food, or stone, by adding population to the production value of that currency. So like if your food production is two and your population is three, you would get five food. Uh, you can do population. You, so you can select one of the two face-up population cards on the game board, pay the food amount shown on the card, and increase the population by the value shown. You can build. You can select one of the five build cards face-up on the game board, pay the cost, Cities and towns are placed on the board in an open hex, claiming the trade good or the cash that's on the hex, and projects are placed near the player board. You can build a wonder. So you're going to select an available wonder tile, pay the cost, and put it in front of you for an in-game scoring, then place the associated token on an open space in a region where you have at least one city, and the cost of wonder goes up for a player as they build more wonders. And that's on a per-player basis. So. BP will pay the if she builds her first wonder, she'll pay a cost. If she builds four more wonders, the cost will go up for her. But if everybody else builds their first wonder, the cost isn't higher because BP built five of them. All right. You can do technology. So you can pay with ideas, five ideas, uh, and take one of the five face up technologies. It'll have pre prerequisites in the top right. And if you have them, you can immediately play it face up. If you don't, you play it face down until you meet those requirements and then it automatically becomes face up. You can do taxes and tariffs. So you can select one of the two face up tax and tariff cards on the board and you can gain money from the supply along with the money in the holding area. Um, and then place the card near the player board to show its unrest value. Uh, tax cards generate money based on the population, while tariff cards generate money based on your unique trade goods. And then money in the game is a unique is a flexible currency, so you can use it as a wild, but at a two to one ratio. So if I need ten ideas, I could do ten. Or if I need five ideas, I could do ten money instead. Or if I have three ideas and I need two more, I could pay four money for those two ideas. 
The only thing that money cannot replace is people. So thank, I can't just, goodness. yeah, I can't. Thank yeah. goodness. So capitalism will only take us so far. I was game. just going to say all the capitalists out there are going to be so angry about that one. All right. And then we have the military action so it, we can recruit and or move military units. So each unit costs five money and is then placed in any region that contains one of your cities. When moving, units can move to an adjacent region and you can have any number of units uh, can be moved, but each move costs you one money. And military units never block a hex, and they're just used for regional influence. And then there are cards in the game that will let you battle, but generally you aren't battling. You're just using your military as influence. And then the final action is government. So you can select one of the government tiles on the board and pay its cost. You can only ever have one type of government. Uh, so you already, if you already have one, you have to swap it out with the, with the current one available. You must also have the prerequisites and governments offer different scoring methods along with additional abilities. Um, and then there are golden age and civilization achievement tiles. So whoever reaches those first and has the requirements can just claim that tile and that's a free action. In each of the different decks, there's a single empire scoring card. And when we reach one of those, we're gonna finish out that player's action. And then we're gonna do a check for uh, who has the most influence in a region and points are awarded to the player with the most, and then the second most influence. The game ends after the third Empire scoring card is drawn or after two of the piles have been emptied. And those are the wonders, the civilization achievements, or the golden ages. Players will then gain points from the cities, towns, and wonders they've built, and from the golden age and civilization achievement tiles they've claimed, from project and technology tiles cards gained, and then subtract any remaining unrest. The player with the most points is the winner, Tie goes to the player who built the most wonders. If it's still tied, it goes to the player with the most money. So somebody will win. Okay. And I hope now it ends in a super tie. Let's mosaic. We just finished a game of Mosaic. To recap, BP had 68 farmer points. Kiwi had 129 military points. I had 156 idea points. And Kate won with 176 tyrant merchant points. <laughs> I feel like all of those really describe us as well. <laughs> you think Kate's a tyrant? <laughs> <laughs> she looks very upset. She goes for the money a lot. In games, not in real life. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. All right. Tell us the merchant tyrant strategy that you encapsulate so well as a human. Um, I think in the beginning, I was just like, I, I heard area control, so I was like, I need to get cities and like control area. So even though my card said merchant, I wasn't focusing on that. I was just trying to get control of, of areas. And then um and then I was like, okay, I need to do that. Well like Well actually my special ability to, yeah, never worked. I think it was more about the getting cities gives you trade goods, which is the merchant side. So mm -hmm. Yeah. It seemed like those just went together well of yeah. building cities, getting trade goods, getting merchant cards. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was a lot of points. Yeah. Yep. And then getting, and then doing tariff. 
a couple times to maximize yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. I got idea cards. Um, mm-hmm. I was the philosopher, so I uh, I just got idea cards. Like all of my points came from the bonuses for projects, and I, like I got fifty uh, something points from just having book symbols on cards. So uh, that was the bulk of what I did. Yeah, I went for because I I got the general, so I went military stuff. I just I ended up I didn't have a lot of population. Like I tried to spread out a lot and like try to get places in, in different areas. Um, I think actually my score should be a little bit higher because I forgot I get two victory points for every city, every region I have a city in. Um, so I have a little bit more, but I tried to spread out and use my military. I never did the recruiting action because I was able to get enough military from other cards that I didn't need to pay the money to do that. Um, so that was kind of my, I tried to spread my influence across the different regions and just get points from all those empire scorings every time we did them. I feel like military in these games, because they're not really combat games, military is always underwhelming in these sort of games. I don't know. Maybe that's just the way we play. But uh, yeah, I, I think because my special ability was I could destroy an enemy unit that was in a place where I had military units, but nobody really had any military units. There was the one time with Eric and that was about it. I just wanted a military symbol and I was like, I don't know where to put these. I was like, I could put them in my own or I could just free Kiwi out and put them here. But then it was like, there's no point to push it further because I had other stuff to do. Does anybody want to know my strategy? Well, we were going to get to you. Because let's be honest, it was not a winning strategy. What was it? I mean, I feel like with any civilization game, you need food and people. I mean, you did have a lot of food. You did have a lot of people. I think you just needed to turn those people into cities. <laughs> that just sounds <laughs> awful. That sounds so awful. My cult leader, though, uh, at least got me one city for free by taking over and converting everybody inside Cake City. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was a good move. <laughs> one third of your empire, Kate built. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and one of them was a free card that I got. That's true. Yeah. So, theme, did you feel like you were uh, building a mosaic of empire? People, um, civilization, not really empires, I guess. Could be. Unknown. <laughs> um, I, had a re- I had a republic. I think there was a a theme. Um, you were definitely, like, building something, and I think the way that you're, you know, taking control of the map it gets that building a civilization in there a bit. But it wasn't a mosaic Roman bath. Unfortunately, no. I, I am disappointed about that. But I think they're, it'd be unfair to right. criticize them for not having the theme that we wanted them to have. <laughs> 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 yes, so a bit of a theme. Somebody else go. Tag. No, I, I, okay, I, I think I would agree with you. I, I think I was. In the beginning, I was definitely making choices that I felt like would make like a thematic empire. Uh, you know, based on being the general, I was choosing a lot of military stuff. Um, and then I noticed some cards that I needed like to go different routes. And so I kind of spread out, uh, and was doing different things, but I did like in my mind, I was like working out how my civilization maybe came about these things. And I think thematically you could probably say them out loud. And occasionally we did, there was the time Eric was like calendars <laughs> what if we put dates on things yeah. so I, I felt like there was a theme i felt like i was building a civil civilization and spreading out and building different things to go with it so 
I mean, I basically had a cult leader that went around and tried to convert people. So, <laughs> so I think you built your own theme. <laughs> I think the the leaders were kind of the key to it, um, both in gameplay and in the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, it's a, it's a civilization game. You're building cities and spreading out and stuff. Mosaic. I think they just needed a name for a game, and so yeah. they went with mosaic, and then tried to tie that in because they thought they could do some cool art, which kind mm-hmm. of. Well, mm-hmm. I guess let's get into that. Did you? How did you find the table presence, BP? Whew, there's a lot going on on that table, let me tell you. Um, and especially in the beginning, there's just it, it, there's just a lot. And the okay, so the cards look nice. We got the iconography eventually. Um, they had a great, they had a player action card and a little bit of, right, you know, Kiwi went over the iconography and all of that. And the names on them were pretty, you know, again, tying into the theme so that the cards help tie into it. But like there's you collect so many cards that you end up covering them up. So are you really looking at them all the time? Um, I think, though, if this is the type of game you're interested in, you are going to turn your head. There is definitely a lot. Um, I don't. I think it has some great. Uh, colors to it and again the the art on the cards is pretty unique but uh, there's just so much yeah i think there there's enough that like if if you saw it like at the beginning mm-hmm. you might like turn your head because the players would have so much stuff in front of them i think if you started seeing it later game like the board's getting so busy that i feel like it might be a little bit intimidating Mm -hmm. that you're seeing like such a mass because you know we played in tabletop simulator and the amount of space that i feel like we would be taking up on a real life table is impressive and i think that would be a little daunting to see something like that on a table or you're just stacking the cards so much that it's pointless to have art on the cards. Yeah. So I I feel like there's the two, two ways there that it's kind of like, there's so much. So that might turn your head, but then you might turn away because you're just like, I'm not even going to bother. There's so much there. Yeah. uh, I feel like if you were walking by, you would see a hex grid map of the Mediterranean. And that would be the 10,000th one you saw that hour. Right. Um, It's and then the card art is fine, but it's again, it's your standard civilization looking card art. So Mm -hmm. nothing that jumps out of you there. And there's just so many cards. Like I feel like why is tax and tariff action need to be a card? Like why is everything a card? Because some of them are slightly different. Like not every tariff card is the same. Uh, Yeah, it adds a little bit of variation, but like. I don't know. It's so many cards for so many things. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I think uh, if you had like the Kickstarter version, uh, it would be even uh, it would be pretty intense because uh, every city is not a token. It's a plastic little miniature. All of the wonders are plastic miniatures that are like that wonder. So like you'd have a giant, you know, the Colossus of what is it that only have the Colossus of Rhodes. And so like that would be pretty impressive like in yeah, game seeing sure. all that stuff but yeah and the counters that we're using would be cubes or coins uh, or? i think so uh That's yeah there'd be little too. cubes and and uh i think it might actually be something else but yeah all right uh mechanics kiwi um so i feel like you know it, 
we talked about it at the beginning with a civilization game that there could be just so much that it would be intimidating and uh, hard to deal with. But the fact that there were only eight actions mm. and you could only pick one a turn, it made you think about what you wanted to do because you kind of needed to build up sometimes, mm -hmm. especially when you had low production uh, ability in the beginning. Uh, but having only one action, I felt like took the complexity and, and decreased it a little bit because you know it didn't come to your turn and you didn't have 18 actions that you could do with like chaining actions mm -hmm. and all kinds of other stuff. So, uh, and I think taking the battle out of it, you know, it gave the military a purpose because it gave you influence, but it took that also degree of complexity out. So I feel like this fits in a lot with their other games that we've played. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Raccoon Tycoon being like, hey, here are your five or six actions you can do. You get one. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like it it helps decrease complexity a little bit. I would add to that, not just the complexity, but also the speed of game, because I feel mm -hmm. like other games in this style where you get five action points to do across 18 actions, like the turns take an hour, whereas mm -hmm. this one, it at least flowed pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, yeah. certain ones, if you're producing, you're done in two seconds. If you're getting cards that do a bunch of stuff, it could take a little bit longer. But um, some of these Civ type games like you know, it's like, OK, Kiwi's turn. Let me uh, mm -hmm. play another game for 20 minutes while I wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one thing I will say, though, Kiwi had brought up the whole thing about like engine or, you know, that there were just the limited actions. But I was really hoping that there was going to end up being with building your civilization more engine building in it, you know, so like. I think it was on Viticulture, I think once I was able to like, maybe it wasn't that, maybe it was a different name where you could just trigger like so many things. So you ended up getting, you know, like triggering so many different productions if you went to the produce. Right. I was kind of hoping for something like that, but also because I had nothing else going on. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't really have too much to add um, based on what everything was saying. I thought it was interesting that the Empire scoring was just kind of like this surprise that could come mm -hmm. from any of the decks. That that, that was kind of interesting. It's a really small thing, but um, I just thought that was neat. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of randomness because everything is cards. Yeah. And so the scoring is random. You know, what's available is random. Even like how you, you couldn't tariff one round because right. it wasn't available. So. Right, right. Um, that's a little different, I think. A lot of these sort of Civ games are pretty not as dynamic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, rules. How was it learning the game? So I think it um, it was not easy. I wouldn't say that because there's just so much to learn. Um, but I think, you know, the, the way that the game operates, you had plenty of time to learn. Like you didn't need to figure it out right away. Yeah, you could take some time, some rounds to, you know, figure out all the different um, actions that you could do. I think that the icons weren't too confusing. It was more just the number of them and yeah. the different mm -hmm. ways that you could score based on them that you had to wrap your head around. And so, yeah, again, it wasn't, confusing like it was pretty straightforward it was just that there was so much and like just trying to um yeah get a sense of that and 
maybe the fact that I was relying on somebody else to manage the board for me and not like being able to see like the any of the player aids as well. Like if I had that right in front of me, then I would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have asked for what is that role if I had it right, right there. So. Right. Um, I would say if you've if you've played a Civ game, it kind of does what you would expect. Um, so probably easier to pick up. If you haven't, um, I think it's on the easier end of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's too bad. It just you have to get past the overwhelming part. And then like, even like I, my game was basically just set collection over here in the corner. Like mm -hmm. I was just picking cards that had the right symbols to match symbols and get points. So, uh, you know, I, I guess there's easier things you can do if you don't do, want to do all the city military movement and stuff. Right. <laughs> How was the rule book? Uh, so I did go into the rule book often. I think there were a couple, like the way some of the cards were phrased i felt like it was relatively easy to find where i needed to go in the rule book and i think we didn't really once i found it in the rule book and we went through it i think it, they generally made sense um and i felt like i was going into the rule book less often as the mm -hmm. the game went on so in that sense you know it's a little bit of when did i read the rule book mm -hmm. and then a little bit of you know, since there's so much, it's hard to remember all of it. So we did go into the, each time we did a different action. I went to the rule book, but we do that for almost every game that we play when they have lots of different actions like this. So uh, I think the rule book was laid out well. And I think generally when we've played games from Forbidden Games, the rule books have been pretty good. So mm -hmm. I have no complaints, really. Player interaction. Um, I think with all these area majority, you think there's going to be more, but most interaction came through your standard drafting and people taking the thing that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Like I, maybe it's again, maybe it's us. We don't do a lot of the military, but I feel like that's pretty common. Um, I think most of the board interaction was uh, Kiwi went into France and BP got mad. Kate went into Greece and I got mad mm -hmm. and I went into <laughs> Spain and Kiwi killed everybody. So <laughs> I only killed one, but we killed yeah. one. But it was not really a factor of the game, I feel like. No, no. no. Um Yeah, I only I, I yeah, I never looked at what anyone else was doing. Um it was just Kiwi went before me, so he always, you know, took the cards I had been looking at, you know, that that type of thing. But that's not really interactive, that's more reactive. Yep. Uh, and and then I knew my special ability, so I was waiting for one of you guys to have four cities. <laughs> that, that worked out really well. I thought. I felt like. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Yeah. Anything in no. action? Uh, yeah, you've said it. Kiwi. Uh, no, I think you you guys said it. I felt like I would have liked a little bit more for a civilization game, but I felt like there was a about what you would think of with this kind of rule set. All right. Would you play it again, BP? I may surprise some of you. I probably would. I don't I gonna, know. I was going to laugh. He said, I may surprise you guys. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, at first when we were talking about it and the whole civilization theme is not something that I'm super interested in, especially like, I don't know, I guess comparing to the innovations game, which I just really, I remember not very being into um but i don't the idea of 
trying to make farms and uh yeah just have more farms in places just it's kind of appealing i don't know uh it's not like i'm gonna probably like go rush out and seek it out but um like if someone were like hey we have some time and here's this one civilization game this would be the one i would play kate uh no no Uh I, I crushed you all. Why would I need to play it again? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that is swaying me. It was it was fun to win, but um, but I don't like this type of game. I don't know. It's just not the like, yeah, building a civilization, controlling the map. I mean, I think I like this one a little bit better than ones that are like the like the military takeover type mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. but or doing combat or anything like that, but. Um, but still, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was a little bit fun. I liked, um, I liked what you added in to, like, do the technology and be like, I'm gonna, you know, bring in the calendar. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. I guess it's too, like, how you play, because I realized I say, like, I would play it again, and yet I absolutely lost, because I built, like, no towns, right? <laughs> so. Yep. Kiwi? Uh, yeah, I would play it again. I I enjoyed it. I, I think it went a little long, but I think that's more of just the way we had to set up the game with, you know, technology and all that stuff. Um, I... Yeah, I liked it. It it had a lot of elements of their kind of games that Mm -hmm. I really enjoy, you know, kind of the complex, but reducing complexity by limiting the number of actions that you can take. Um, I liked what we ended up with at the end. I don't think because I think it's a rather expensive game because of the amount of plastic and other things. So it might be one of those things where if I saw it on a trade list, I might say, yeah, give it to me, but I'm not going to go like search it out and purchase it. Uh, I'm going to say no, I did enjoy it, but I'm going to say no. I do think it went a little long, not just from our, what we, how we were playing and the situation as the last couple turns is like, I don't really have anything I want to do. Like I kind of thought I, it was just more like stacking up the things I knew was going to give me points. And that's a little bit less interesting than like having Mm -hmm. a desire to go do something. So I felt like it went a little too long, but I think the thing with these games I enjoy, I really enjoy like the civilization builders, but like there's too much admin. I would never want to play this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like, well, maybe if they made an app, then that would be more fun. But then if I'm on an app, why am I not just playing civilization, which handles all of the stuff for you? And it's like, I, then that's what it comes down to is I'd rather play this sort of game on a computer by myself at my own pace, just sort of slowly building it up over weeks and stuff. So. That's, I think, the problem with Civ board games for me. All right. Uh, also, we didn't get to tile a bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was the biggest letdown part. Yes. Although you did take the public bath card. Yeah. You did. I also had tiles, which had a symbol of a mosaic. So oh, I yeah. could have sure. done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was mosaic. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do so via email at its first turn tape. <laughs> <laughs> our email is first turn tabletop at Gmail. We're also on Twitter, still currently, or Instagram at 
first turn cast. And the podcasting camel, as he is just, he is trying to get those little stones together in the perfect pattern. And he looks up and says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers. Play more games. Everybody, what if we write our dates down on a piece of paper? I've invented the calendar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when is December 10th? When is December 10th? <laughs> when? What is December 10th? Apartments. I'm going to get the public baths. You're going to mosaic those? I'm going to mosaic those <laughs> baths. Finally, I've done it. I guess I could be a government. Good. <laughs> what are the I could be a government. <laughs> I could be government. <laughs> what are the towns that are available?